Pastor Ray Bentley on Jesus' intention for the man or woman of God. The purpose of Jesus is to form his life in the life of a man. He takes a man or a woman and he washes them and he comes into our life and he anoints us with his spirit and he wants to live in you and through you and speak in you and through you and shine through your earthly tabernacle and reveal his glory. Spread Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. The very word Christian speaks of being a replication of the Lord. It means being little Christs. We're to show the world what Jesus looks like. We're to let Him fill us with His Spirit. We're to put on the mind of Christ and let His thoughts and values replace our own. From Mark chapter eight today, Pastor Ray gives us some good instruction. Okay, let's open our Bibles to the, uh, the Gospel according to Mark. We're gonna look at verses 22 through 30 this evening. The title of the message is The Revelation. And basically, we're gonna, we're gonna look at two stories tonight. One uh, is Jesus' healing of a blind man. And it's a very unusual, there's something very unusual and very unique about this particular healing. And I want you to, to be thinking about this because there is great uh, depth and, and symbolism and meaning for you and I. Not only for physical healing, uh, which it will address on one level, but also on a deeper, more uh, heartfelt spiritual level. So that's the first story we're gonna look at. And then the second story, uh, we're halfway through the Gospel of Mark, but we're actually in this chapter moving toward the end of Jesus' three-year ministry and he takes his disciples uh, to a very, very special place that we will talk about, and he gives them, they, they've been in school with Jesus for three years. So he brings them to their uh, uh, graduate course uh, question. And basically, after being with Jesus uh, for three years in his school of discipleship, here's the good news, the test to be his ongoing disciple only has one question on it. Isn't that good? It only has one question on it. And um, <laughs> the other good news is <laughs> that the teacher, Jesus, has, has given the disciples the answer to that one question so that they can all pass and graduate uh, in various ways. But there will be a spokesman who will speak for all of them, and it is the apostle Peter. And he speaks uh, what the others felt and believed, but he voices it. And the Lord says something very special to Peter about that confession, uh, that it comes by revelation. And these are days when we need divine revelation. Amen? Yeah. All right, Mark chapter eight, and beginning in verse uh, 22. It says, and then he came to Bethsaida, which is a little fishing village along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. And so he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, 
I see men like trees walking. And then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. And then he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town, nor tell anyone in the town. All right. This, this is a very famous story of Jesus healing this guy, and, and he gets healed, but he sees men as trees walking, and Jesus touches him again, and he is completely healed. It's, it's a different kind of healing. Here's what is unique and peculiar about it. This miracle of healing occurred gradually. It occurred, you might say, in uh, seasons or phases. Now, it's interesting that the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, record the healing of at least seven different men. And what's interesting is that among these seven, uh, there, there are a variety of approaches that Jesus uses to heal people. Sometimes, for instance, he, he would touch them. Other times, he could just speak the word and they were healed. In this instance, uh, he touches them and then they need a second touch. It seems to come in uh, at least two phases. And so I put here application. We're always looking for what, what does this mean to you and what does this mean uh, to me? And the first thing that, that is very clear and obvious that we put down is we cannot put God in a box. Hallelujah. Amen. God works you know, in a variety of different ways. And, and what has happened, the church is filled with uh, different denominations. And I think that's actually a good thing because there are different members, different parts of the body. And, and I'm glad that, that not all churches are exactly alike. However, sometimes the origins of particular churches and denominations uh, maybe have become so peculiar, as we mentioned last week, we can become pharisaical or accidental Pharisees, let's call it, uh, when we say that this is the only way that God works, or this is the best way that God works, or yeah, God may work through others, but they, we look down upon them, that, that's not a right or a healthy attitude, amen? That God works in a variety of different ways, and he heals in a variety of different ways, and that God doesn't want to be put in a box, and just when you think you've figured out you know, how he does things, he does something new. So it makes it exciting to live with God. It's an adventure, Amen? God loves adventure, and he loves, you know, every day, you and I, you know, the story of Abraham and Sarah. God speaks to this guy uh, in, in such a way, and he causes him to look up. He's underneath the stars, and he sees all the stars. He's thinking about them, meditating upon them, and the creation, and the power of, of the glory of God, and God begins speaking to him. And the next thing you know, he says, hey, Abraham, I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the heavens. Have you ever been out in the wilderness or in the desert where literally you can see the stars are so bright because there's no uh, natural lights and literally you can see the Milky Way like somebody threw a glass of milk across the sky and this, this white streak that goes across, beautiful. And now God's speaking to Abraham. And then as, as Abraham began to follow the voice of the Lord, Every day of the rest of his life became an adventure. Now, that's a great story. We read about it. We learn about it from Sunday school. We grow up and learn about it. But guess what? God didn't stop giving adventures to human beings with Abraham and Sarah. He wants you to be an Abraham or a Sarah. He has an adventure for you and for me today. 
And that's what the Lord really spoke to me, oh, about 10 years ago, reading and studying the Bible and prophecy and looking at the coming of the Lord. And the Lord said, hey, Ray, you, you know, you're a good student of the story. Uh, you're a good, uh, you tell the story and you share the story. You love the story, but I want you to step into the story. <laughs> you're going to be in the story. And you, so it, it's a very, very different thing. It is very, very exciting. So here is this guy. And I want you to understand that when you, when you begin being led and guided by the Holy Spirit, it's not a formula per se, but it's like being thrust into a, a river and the Lord just carrying you away and the current takes you. It's the most wonderful thing. How many of you, you know, have, have gone down a river and, you know, the rafts and all of that? Any, any, any wild, wild people out there? That's, it's fun, it's also exciting. Uh, it also can be crazy and it can be dangerous. And that's what kind of makes it fun. Like we might die, oh, let's go. <laughs> so you're in there and then you, you know, they, they tell you about the rapids and you've got the guides and you know, so I had one, this one crazy guy and he goes, look, don't worry about it. I got, I'm gonna do this and do that. We're gonna go into it. So we get there and all, he was faking it the whole way and all, he just lifts his thing up. He goes, we're going down, you know, it's like, ah. And you get thrown up and then you're thrown out. And he goes, wasn't that fun? And actually it is kind of fun. Well, that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to throw us right into the middle of the river. And, and so the way that the Holy Spirit operates is fluid and it flows like a river. You never know which way it's going to turn. Now, let me, let me just say some obvious things about this guy. For some reason, this man was not healed instantly. Now, uh, this is um, a unique story. Now, obviously, Jesus, he healed everybody, right? And if I ask you, was it because Jesus couldn't heal him all the way the first time? Nah, that, that doesn't seem to fit. Jesus is all powerful. He's the Messiah and he's God manifest in the flesh. So it wasn't a problem uh, with him. So what was uh, actually going on? Was it from a lack of faith in this man? You remember when Jesus went to his own hometown in Nazareth, he did a few miracles there, but it says he didn't do a lot of miracles because he said not a lot of people believed in him. Now, I still don't think their lack of faith limited his power, but what it did limit was what? His, his desire? his willingness. In other words, yeah, God could just heal people that don't pray, that don't seek him, that, but what, what is built from that? The whole purpose of God working on our behalf is to build relationship. He wants trust so that there's something that comes together. So if, you know, rather than just arbitrarily healing people that aren't even praying, seeking, searching, looking, he goes, well, no, I guess I'll just wait. And sometimes he keeps waiting if they never cry out or call out. Was it from this man's lack of faith? All right, let me give you the answer. If you got a pen or pencil, get ready to write it down. We don't know. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that the guy stumbled or that he didn't believe. Or was there something else in this man's character or spiritual condition that we don't know about? Again, the answer is we don't know. So there are many times, uh, when I was a, a, a young pastor and studying the Bible, I thought it was my job to be able to answer every question that somebody might ask. 
And if you had known me when I was 20 years old, I did know the answers to every question, <laughs> or at least I tried, or I thought I did. And then I, I finally reached a place where the questions grow bigger and bigger, life becomes more mysterious, and uh, life has a way, how many have found life has a way of humbling you over time? Yeah. And finally, it's not so much about being humble as it is just being plain honest, where you finally go, I don't know. I'm being able to say that. It's a very freeing thing. And I think that Christians, uh, those who love the Lord and witness and wanna be a witness for the Lord, would also do much better in, in their presentation of the gospel rather than thinking we have all the answers for the world on every issue and every problem, is to be honest. It's not just humility, but honestly, we don't know the answer to everything. So what do you do? Uh, I wanna share with you some wisdom that I received from my pastor, Chuck Smith, and I've held on to it and it's carried me uh, all the way until today and it will all the way to the rest of my life. And here's what he said. I'm gonna pass on to you this pearl of wisdom. He said, whenever you come to something that you don't understand or you don't have the answer to it, always fall back on what you do know and what you do understand. I don't know why God allowed this to happen, but here's what I do know. God loves me and I have no question about that. I don't know why this happened in part and then it happened in another phase, but here's what I do know, that God is merciful and his mercies are new morning by morning. I know that God is faithful. I know that God keeps his promises. I know his heart. I know his character. I know that he can be trusted in. I know that he works all things together for good. For those who love him are called according to his purpose. Man, you just fall back on the solid rock and foundation of all, and we know enough about the character of God to get us through any situation all the way to heaven. Amen? Amen. Fall back on what you do know. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. It's such a blessing to hear from our radio listeners who found biblical help and hope through this ministry. Dear Ray Bentley, I was at a very low time in my life, a time when I was starting to question the existence of God. I felt as if God was nowhere in my time of need. I received one of your radio offers about discouragement. It opened my eyes and showed me that God was everywhere. In fact, I see now that God allowed me to endure this time of pain to strengthen my love and commitment toward Him. It's funny how God works sometimes. Right when you think He's nowhere to be found, there He is. How have these studies in God's Word had an impact on your life or impacted your family? Would you drop Pastor Ray an email and let him know? Write ray at raybentley.com. That's ray at raybentley.com. It would be such an encouragement to hear from you today. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. Now here are two things that we know. In this story, number one, Jesus did in fact heal him. That's number one. The guy got healed. And number two, here's what we also learn he did it gradually, or let's say in phases. Phase one, we could call it, and phase two. So at the very least, when we pray for people, because the Lord said, look, I'm gonna send you out, and I send you into the world, and I'm with you, and I'm in you, and I'm gonna be uh, my spirit upon you, and I want you to lay hands on the sick, and I want you to pray for them, and they will be healed, and if they have demons, they will be delivered. So uh, that's not just for pastors and missionaries, that's for the whole body of Christ. 
Every, if I could say this, and I want to say it as clearly as I can, every one of you on the authority of the Word of God is is deputized. Uh, You have an official badge that you can pray for anyone in your family or your neighborhood or your friends or your workplace or school in the name of Jesus Christ. It's the priesthood of all the believers. You can pray for them. You can lay hands on them. And and the Lord promised that he would touch them and that he would heal them. Now, you pray for them and you believe that God has the power to heal and you trust in him. And he said, ask that your joy might be full. So you pray for them. And if they still need healing as this man, even with Jesus, said, well, I see men as trees walking. Jesus says, let's pray again. So you can continue to pray. Never give up. Never stop. Pray. Keep on praying. Look, we're, how many would agree? We're not the ones that do the healing. We're just the vessels through which the Spirit does all the work. He saves people. He does the healing. So our part is just to have faith and persistence and trust and wait upon the Lord. So let it, it may happen gradually. And that's okay. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Let God do what He does. You be faithful to do your part. He'll be faithful to do His part. Amen? Okay, now here's another application. We too see Jesus or understand him gradually. And what I mean by that is the first time that I heard the gospel when I was 11 and and I heard Billy Graham preaching and that Jesus was the savior and that he died on the cross for my sins and he was buried and he rose from the dead and I could personally receive him into my heart. I heard that and there was uh, an 11 year old Ray that heard that message and received Jesus to my understanding at that moment in time. But may I say that from 11 until now, I have a a much uh, different and deeper uh, appreciation, uh, experience, life, understanding of who Jesus is than I did when I was 11. I've gone from faith to faith to faith, from glory to glory to glory. It grows. Christ in you. I want you to write this uh, scripture down. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. (laughs) We are going going to be full. We're going to arise to the full measure of the stature of Christ. (laughs) And you know where the Bible says, uh, God says, be perfect as I am perfect. And we usually, wow, perfect. I can't be perfect. Forget about it. But we're, that's a limitation of our understanding of language. That word perfect, a, a better um, understanding of what that means when Jesus said it and what he meant by it is maturity. Be mature to the full measure of the stature of Christ. Now, each one of us has our own unique personalities and we're all different. Praise God. Thank God for that. But I want you to know this. Every single one of you who is a child of God, when you get to heaven, will have the full maturity of the character of Jesus Christ in you, shining through you for all time and all of eternity. That's why heaven is going to be heaven. It's going to be so wonderful and so awesome. And the Bible says that We don't have to wait to grow up until we die and go to heaven. We can begin growing right here, right now. The purpose of Jesus is to form 
his life, his character, his heart, his spirit in the life of a man. He takes a man or a woman and he washes them and he cleanses them and he comes into our life and he anoints us with his spirit and he wants to live in you and through you and speak in you and through you and shine through your earthly tabernacle and reveal his glory. There are what I call now flashes where all of a sudden, uh, you know, I love this story. I told it in the book of Acts when right after Jesus had, had, uh, he had risen and then, you know, for 50 days they were waiting and then Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes upon them. And all of a sudden Peter preaches, as we saw in Pentecost, 3,000 get saved. Shortly thereafter, Peter and John are walking into the temple with, you know, the very place that they were terrified where Jesus had been taken and beaten and crucified and nailed and, and they were afraid hiding indoors. Then the resurrection happens, the Holy Spirit falls. Peter preaches, 3,000 get saved, and now here they're walking boldly in the temple, the very same Pharisees standing there thinking they had ended everything when Jesus is crucified. And now Peter sees a guy begging alms, 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 playing on the tenderness of spiritual people going to the temple to worship God. Peter walks up to the guy and he says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Yeshua of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And Peter reaches and grabs the guy by the arm. And here's what I feel happened with Peter. Peter knows that the risen, living Jesus is in him. And, and through his own eyes, he feels Jesus' eyes looking at this man. He, he is conscious of the presence and the spirit of Jesus is in me. And Jesus in me can take that guy by the arm. Now get up and stand up and walk. He had the faith of it. Yeah. That, that flash of Jesus in Peter is what it means that Christ in you is the hope of glory. It becomes a daily experience where all of a sudden you, you see a situation or you, you are with some people and all of a sudden something pours into your heart and you start feeling something, a burden, a passion, a love, emotions, and you go, whoa, what is this, man? This is not Ray. Because I can be a cold little fish at times. Where is this burden? Where's this passion coming from? And it's like Jesus and he just, he just he's burning inside of you. And you go, wow. And all of a sudden you let Jesus out a little bit. When you express that which he puts in your heart, it can be a thought in your mind, a flash, like just an image, a flash, a vision, a picture. And, and you're, wow, where did that come from? First Corinthians 2.16, we have the mind of Christ. Jesus is in you. He says, hey, you're not the only guy in here anymore. I have the ability to think in you, use your brain and give you thoughts. And I just gave you one. What do you think of that? The mind of Christ, the heart of Christ, the, the consciousness that Christ in me is the hope of glory is a powerful thing. Ephesians chapter four, verse 13 is in your notes. Let's read that out loud together. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. He is alive in you who believe. And sometimes, you know, if a healing doesn't take place immediately, don't give up. Don't stop praying and don't stop believing. As you grow, and as they maybe grow in their own receiving of it, it will happen. Good encouragement from Pastor Ray Bentley from our study today in Mark chapter 8 here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled, The Revelation. If you missed any part, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. 
When you first arrive at our homepage, by clicking Media, you'll see the words Watch, Radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can arrange to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions each day automatically at no charge. And also, you can link to his YouTube and Facebook pages. So why not bookmark it? RayBentley.com And you'll find Pastor Ray's latest books there, too. His new books, On the Mountain of the Lord, and his latest, The Threshing Floor, a prophetic fiction novel. And RayBentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also donate securely right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Well, next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in Mark. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.